The thing is, I wonder... I wonder if there's an actual... Oh, there it goes. I wonder if there's an actual uh, manual for this thing. Like maybe there's a trick to I'm it. I'm sure you can find one online, but there's... Oh. So we just clear it. Oh, it's making a mess. This, this table is kind of garbage. Is it okay? Can you put that on? Oh my goodness. We didn't even get into the coffee. Yeah. All right, okay, it's, it's up to temp. Yeah, that's it. All right, so we'll do that. Got some grounds in there. Oh, there's Moscow? Huh? Got some coffee grounds in there. What are we doing with this? <laughs> do we not know? We got to dump it. Uh, I should have been more prepared for this. It's okay. You got so, for... For people listening, we got. I found a. Uh, I found an espresso machine at a thrift store. Second Avenue. Second Here Avenue, Howard County. County area. It's the best thrift store around. And um, selection is good. Quality is good. You'll pay more pricing wise, I think, than you would at a typical thrift store. But yeah. But if it's good finds. All right, I'm going to tamp this beast. Oh, let me do this. All right. So do we need to open this up again? Or you said... I no, no, no. We would just leave it. Is there enough water in there? Yeah, there is. I think. So um, the cup... Because did you put more than this in? Or this is all you put in? That's all it could hold. I think most of that water's out. But keep in mind, we only need a shot. We only need two ounces. Right. Here's the chocolate. 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 So I don't know if <laughs> I don't know I don't know if anyone was bored enough um, to listen like a month and a half ago of the. Uh, Ooh, of the latte fail we had. It's like a but half an hour. This is sort of reminiscent of that. Running around, trying to figure this thing out. All right, now we got to time our shot. Where's my phone? You didn't time it. Yeah, you got to time it, Dave, because because we're professional. I gotta take this gum out of my mouth. I'm be like smacking away. I'm really bad at chewing gum. I like forget that I'm chewing. Did it? Okay. So now we got espresso coming out. There's a trickle. <laughs> um, I can tell you now that based on the color and how that's pouring out, the grounds are too coarse. Mm-hmm. You wait, too coarse? Like they're too thick, or? Yeah, yeah, they're too big. What do you mean they're too big? They're too. It's not fine enough. All right. So that is 35 seconds, which is. Pretty long for a shot. All right. Now let's grab some milk. Got it right here. Okay. Oh, can you want to you want to stir that? Uh. Actually, you're fine. Let's get the milk in here. 
guys could have ridden into Starbucks with that. <laughs> that that's not the point, Rich. Alright, I'm gonna Oh wait, let me let me purge the let me purge the steam on. That's gonna be messy. That's really messy. We'll clean it. There's coffee grounds in the milk already. <laughs> that's, that's a great sign. You're gonna incorporate air. Can you tell it's getting warm? Mm-hmm. Dante's got his hand on the side of the milk. With like this really intense look in his eye. <laughs> Glaring, trying to get me quiet so he can really test the temperature of the milk. Now now, when you feel the temperature of milk, is that in Fahrenheit or, or I, Celsius? I feel in Fahrenheit. <laughs> <laughs> the temperature you're going for is when it's just too hot to touch. Oh. <laughs> I like the way that sounds. <laughs> I can already tell that I, I've uh, incorporated too much air. No. Our foam is too big. Okay. All right, we're about there. All right, there we are. Wipe off that. He's wiping off the nozzle. Oh, we should have gotten a sponge for that. And we got to purge it. Oh, your hand's in there. Yeah, yeah, Okay. Look, here. All right. This is called polishing the milk. We've got way too much foam. What I'll do. Let's see if this helps. Scoop it off. Just a little bit. The foam is too big. Like this would be good for cappuccino. We're going for a latte. And the difference is how much milk and how much foam, right? Yeah, the size of the of the bubbles. So we need micro bubbles. Tap it. Pop any big bubbles we got. Swirl it around. Polishes the milk, which is just incorporating the foam with the rest of the milk. All right, now we're going for our pour, Dave. Here we go. Meanwhile, the shot has cooled down. <laughs> Considerably. We got a little bit of crema on top, though. That's pretty... Yeah? That's surprising. All right, Dave. Oh, this picture's hot. Uh, all right, there's a tilt. There's a little swirling action. How long did it take you to learn that? Ooh. Foam's too big, but it's a jacked up heart. That looks nice. <laughs> can can you take a picture of this and put it up? Yeah. This is this is a lot better than the first attempt. <laughs> oh boy. Working with inferior equipment, Dave. Story of my life. (laughs) 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 
Oh. Well, you know what? Uh, that you know what? the color of that espresso looks pretty rich. Yeah, it it does look good. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> Check it out, Rich. Well, they're not making a heart like that for you at Starbucks. <laughs> Alright, here we go. And if they are for a quarter more they will. Yeah, right. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Look compared to taste. Taste it. Right. It's way better than the first attempt a long time ago. <laughs> oh. Right? This is too thick. That it's not it's not uh compressed enough to get that water to uh, build up enough pressure to for it to uh, brew properly. So when it was when it was coming out of the it's espresso pretty. machine, what you were s- saying it wasn't dark enough. Like I was did, no, I was you, saying based on the color. Yeah, I can see that the water wasn't the water was passing through the coffee too easily. Like you I, have to find. What that. did you see in the color? It was too dark or too light. It was too dark. So if it was passing... Or actually, yeah, that's a good... I don't know. Because if it was passing too fast, it would... Be lighter, Presumably right? be lighter. I don't so know. So do you think it's too fine of a, of a ground? I think it's too thick. Meanwhile, I'm looking at it, and it's literally powder. How is that too thick? It's not powder. I'll show you, like... I can show you what my um, machine at home grinds, and it's... Yeah, you see how coarse it is? Yeah. Ah, that's that's coarse. Yeah. Okay. Agreed. I think we could try the milk, though. <laughs> <laughs> the milk, though, I'd like to get another go at. You know, that's too much foam. Gotcha. But this is my second time. This is my second time. Compared to the foam that the other machine made, this is really fine micro bubbles. Yeah. Oh, that wasn't even foam that time. And you know what? It's got a it's got a funky coffee taste cuz I don't think it extracted as it didn't extract the shot at a high enough pressure that it should have. That's why the coffee tastes the way it does. Is pressure a problem in the machine or is that a ground, machine? That's not a grounds problem, man. The ground the grounds contribute. All right. So Pretty much, if the grounds are fine enough, it get, it allows the machine and the water to build up enough pressure before it starts to pour. You know what I mean? Got it. Check it out. Let's say this though. Now, do are we saying that Magdala d'Oro espresso <laughs> is high enough dark Italian roast arabica arabica <laughs> coffee bean? Quality, I think it's. I think it, it. I think it's good. It's not fair. What do you buy at home, though? It's not fair to give that coffee, that machine, and try to judge it. It's like, okay. it's not really fair to put, you know, uh, a basketball player on a court that has like a crate nailed to a tree and try to judge him. Try to judge his. So jump you're shot. saying this. These, co- these coffee grounds are of a higher quality than this espresso machine. They could be. They could be. But, I mean, any pre-ground... First thing... Okay, first thing is we're already behind the gun because you should be grinding your coffee to order. Immediately, right. 
right away. As soon as you grind it, it oxidizes and the flavor changes. Where do you get your uh, your beans from? What's well, your go-to? <clears throat> my favorite is Stumptown Coffee. So far, my favorite. Is. So when we were out uh, a couple weeks ago at the concert, we met one of my old NAV students oh, and her yeah, boyfriend, yeah. Seth, and he, he asked a question. He said, what is the best place in town to get drip coffee? Right. Do you remember that? Yes. And there was a conversation about lattes, but he was concerned with drip coffee. Do you remember what he said? He said bagel and grind? No, that was that the was place the, over that was here the water that talk. serves uh, New York water. Oh, wait. Oh, he said... Um, he said, um, uh, at Waters. At Waters. Yeah. Down in Baltimore. They have good lattes there, too. I feel like I really want to go down there to get some coffee. You should, and it's a cool spot, too, right yeah. there on uh, Frederick on Main Street. And there's also a cool record shop that is, uh, that's down the street mm-hmm. that I like to go to. I found in that record shop. See, okay, so... My experience, I've been collecting records for like the last year and a half or so, and one of the things I experience a lot is when, for the most part, when you go into a spot that sells records, like the the rock select, the rock section is vast. Rock and roll. Yeah. Okay. Like classic rock. Like not not Dwayne the Rock Johnson <laughs> section. <laughs> <laughs> like the rock section is like. Vast, uh-huh. you know, it's like the entire store, yeah. and then it's like one bin that has, you know, one aisle, one one row in one bin has like R and B records, okay, and then like you'll have like a dozen rap maybe records, uh, and you know that's it. Hmm. Um, so, <clears throat> are this is this all new stuff or is there like vintage like this used is like in old stuff too? Also, smaller section is new. Most of it is used. Okay. Yeah. Which is which is that's what I would imagine. Yeah. Like if you want new, new, you go to like Amazon or Barnes and Noble. Yeah. You get new stuff. Right. So, but anyway, so so do you know what this place is called? Sorry. What what place? The record shop. Oh, it's called um, Tracks on Wax. Okay. And uh, I like I like it. They got a huge, huge like tons of records, and they got like a really big Broadway show tune section. Um, they have a pretty big rap section and R&B soul. So anyway, me me being in the minority in this context of in, tr- in terms of music preference is a good thing because when you go to spots, you'll be able to find stuff very reasonably reasonable reasonably priced because that's you're in the minority. So for instance, I went to Tracks on Wax down the street from Atwaters. And I found Mark Anthony, who's my favorite, one of my favorite singers, the the king of salsa. Um, anyway, his English crossover album that came out in 2000, okay. or 2001, or I think it was 2000, I found that in, buried it in the section, in the, like, miscellaneous section for $10. And that's not, that's not a typical price for that album? First of all, I've never seen a Mark Anthony record in the wild. I haven't. I've never okay. come across one. Just online, like just online. So anyway, I go home and I go online and look up that record. Did, wait, did you did you get it or did you leave it? <clears throat> I bought. Oops, okay, Dave. I was just okay. I bought the record ten dollars. Went home and searched online to see what it was going for. Two hundred dollars for that record. What? Yeah. 
They didn't even know what they had. They didn't know what they had. Huh. I, f- I went to the rap section, and I found the Terror Squad record. It was, like, Big Pun's group that he rapped with. When uh, he was alive, um, that record was ten dollars. I haven't, I didn't go online to price that, but like, I found that very reasonably priced, in great shape. The record was in great shape. Mm-hmm. All that leads me to say that espresso machine was ten dollars, and we were able to get a decent. I mean, this, this, this latte is better than what you'll get in all of the surrounding cafes right here. It's good. I mean, okay, maybe it's just. Meanwhile, as good. we're we're sharing. The latte, <laughs> just so y'all know out there. That's how it works around here. Yeah. So it's been a, it's been like a few weeks since we've uh, recorded. Yeah, last last episode we had your brother out. It was really cool. Oh yeah. Also on the twenty seventh. Speaking of records, I'm having a little birthday thing. Are you and Julie coming? I plan on. I'm hosting our friends from Cancun. Oh, that's right. Right. Wait, they're gonna be so, in DC. No, no, no. So we're going to dinner over at the Grubbs place, and that's not going to last late. Mm-hmm. So I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't think they'd deny a party, right? Like, <laughs> who, who would come all the way here and say, nah, I'd rather just fall asleep rather than go out and party? So That'll be fun. They, I'm hoping they, they come with me. That would be awesome. Yeah. And it's going to be down at your brother's place? Yeah, yeah. That's going to be awesome. Down in Mount Vernon. So Baltimore. the unique thing about the party uh, that Dante put out is that for his birthday, instead of giving, like, a random gift, he said, bring your favorite record and bring the LP of it, um, the vinyl. And so I got to go uh, look at my collection and hey, go bro. pick out one of, the, one of the ones I love. You got a little over a week. Yeah. Well, my, uh, my record collection started a couple years back. It was a couple years back. I bet it's a decade isn't it crazy when you... Yeah. Anyway, so I, in working with students, you know, get a chance to be with them through some hard times, you know, as well as some good times. But this one kid, uh, his mom passed away. And it was really tragic. Um, gone, like, it. nobody was really expecting it. Well, they were going to clear out a storage unit. And I was there with our, the student to help and just be some support. And they were putting together three piles. The definitely keep pile, the giveaway pile, and the throwaway pile. And they had this box in the throwaway pile that was full of these really cool classic rock old albums, this whole vinyl vinyl collection. And it was in the throwaway pile. And so I'm like, I'm helping this kid, like, clear out stuff for his mom that passed away. So I don't want to be, like, that guy. Yeah, right. Can I have these? But that... That box just kept staring at me and like whispering to me, like, "Do you really want me to be thrown away?" They were just gonna literally trash it. They it was in the know. throwaway pile, not even the giveaway pile. <coughs> wow. So they had some old Zeppelin albums, The Doors. They had um, mm. some Beatles and uh, the Allman Brothers. Like these are all classic rock bands that I loved. You know, when I was in high school, and I was like, "Can are you gonna?" I, like, I didn't even know how to ask the question. So eventually I, like, stumbled over it and said, can I, can I take these? And they were like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. So that started my vinyl collection. Oh, and man. then I was on, like, Free Cycle and Craigslist Free for a while because every now and then people would, like, oh. give away their old records that they were going to throw away too. So it kind of built and built my, my collection. Yeah, that's a good idea. So, but I would end up getting albums that I wasn't too crazy about, you know. And I'm not, nothing, you know, 
bad to say about Perry Como, but not quite the easy, li- not quite the listening I'm, I'm going for, you know. What's that? Do you know that 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 free website where, where you can get furniture? Do you know what's the name of that? No, all I know about is Free Cycle mm-hmm. and Craigslist Free. So mm-hmm. those two, every now and then, something of worth will come come by. Um, normally, the the furniture is pretty beat up. They're like slightly used couch and you zoom in and it's all ripped up and worn away and it's like sagging in the middle <laughs> and you can smell it through the computer screen you know? so uh, yeah furniture is a little dicey to get on those things let's say one man's trash is another man's treasure so it's so it is said that would be a good name for the website one man's trash dude Tr- that's your million dollar idea if you can monetize that one man's track. That's a. I'd I'd be on that website all the time. Yeah, and if you go on the, you hit, you click trash <clears throat> if you want to list stuff, mm-hmm. and you hit treasure if you want to buy. Oh, it. so this already exists. No, no, no. Oh. I was saying. Oh, this is more of your idea. Are you just coming up coming up with this on the spot? <laughs> that's how <laughs> I arrange Zuckerberg it. over here. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I would uh, arrange it. Yeah, that's great. Um. So. What do you think about, uh, there's like different ways to go about making money part-time. Mm-hmm. Mm, my experience is that you'll have to work long and hard on a part-time gig to make it worth your while. Yeah. Let's brainstorm some cool side hustles that'll benefit our listeners. So, you know what you know what I I'll let you you know what I'd like to get into? What's that? I would and I don't know how to do this. I would like to be a speed camera operator. Wait, though like you sit on the side of the road and you operate the camera or you just want to pick up and drop off those speed camera cars. Yes, pick up it. Someone has to do it. And you notice they're mobile, like they move around. Like yeah. some days they're set up where you see them, some days they're all. Here in, in our area, they're always in school on, zones. Sometimes there's one on Centennial Road, mm-hmm. sometimes there's not. Right, it's always around school there's zones. There's one right outside of my house, for like over where Simpsons live. Uh-huh. Yeah. On uh, Ilchester. Yeah. And it used to be the van. And now? But now. They move it around still, but it's just a little... It's a box. Just the box. It's, box. it's less conspicuous. Less or more conspicuous. Less. It's less conspicuous. And they move, they've moved side periodically. Like, everyone in my family but me has gotten that. <laughs> <laughs> and the it's, thing is, you don't know who the driver is. Oh, uh, that's actually probably... That solves some family family battles. So, How do you know it's not you, then? Okay, you gotta, you what gotta, if it I, is I, you? you got to have an alibi. you got to be like, oh, this was at 12 right. on Wednesday Show your the calendar. 13th. I was right. in a meeting. Yeah. Well, it's easier when Megan's not home because then there's four cars. It takes one person out. Usually, yeah. Fair enough. And none, of, no one drives stick but Beth and I, and so that takes the kids out of the jeep. The jeep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Process of elimination. So, but someone do you really is getting, want, you really want the job that is the be, absolute bane of everybody's it's existence. It's got to be two people actually, because someone's got to drop it off, but you're not going to stay with it. So he just walks away. <laughs> <laughs> it does have to be two people. I didn't think Look, about that. Dave. Dave. Look, that's our, you know. I, I went as far as searching. I don't even know the keywords to search, <laughs> but I, that's a gig I'd like to do. It seems something that uh, 
in terms of time commitment, it just takes you the time to get the thing out there. Well, it's an overnight job up. too, right? Like it's not you're not setting it up and taking it down during normal business hours. You're right. setting you it up at, in the middle of the night. You go at weird hours. It it. Yeah. It's That's, not, you know, you set it up, leave, come back, and move it. That's pretty good. I, feel, I wonder who does that. I feel like that's a, yeah. it's a good game. I've never met anybody that does that. It probably You're, isn't a big team of people, though. It's probably an exclusive group. I need to, I need to get in there. Yeah. Um, around here, like, all the counties around here have those uh, speed cameras now. So um, it's not like you're just, like, tethered to just Howard County. Mm-hmm. Like, they're all over the place. Right. So... Um, I was thinking, wouldn't it be cool if there was a way for you to drive your car around and pick people up like you're your own taxi, right? <laughs> and, and people could find you maybe via an app or, you know, some some smartphone way of interacting with another person. And, oh, so like ride sharing. Well, more, more like you're a taxi, you know, like if, like if you need somebody Uber fast, you know, then you could get there like really quick, you know? Give them a lift. Yeah, <laughs> I I was listening to a podcast recently, and they were saying that with a lot of things like Uber, um, where anybody can do it, like anybody who has a car that fits the you know the right model and and uh, description, anybody can do it. So anybody does do it, which means it's a race to the bottom of how little they can pay you for that service. Because if everybody's willing to do it, they're going to keep cutting how much they're going to pay you and keep cutting it because there's so many people flooding the market in the sense of there's so many people who have that resource that wants to use it to make money that it's really not the best way to have a side hustle to make extra money because they're just going to keep paying less and less and less because you're not in high demand with a car who like there are a lot of people with a car wow so so, that's so you have to find the thing that you can do that other people can't that you can maybe make a little bit more money for. You know what I was thinking my side hustle could be is, you know, being a minister here at Bridgeway, I can perform weddings. Yes. And if you, like, looking online, you can, if you have, like, a really good simple package situ- situation you can offer to couples, if good marketing, you can charge, you know, Five hundred to a thousand dollars for a wedding. Boom! It's you know couple hour commitment on a Saturday. Maybe you have the um, a little bit of prep work too. Yeah, but that's a quick way to make some money. That is, I'd make some demands too. Like, all right, I'll do it for five hundred dollars with these. uh, Here's my rider. I need to sit at the bride and groom table. (laughs) I need to stay at the resort that night. Did you? Did you hear about this? Uh, who's the guy from Stranger Things? The police officer. Uh, I don't know his name. Um, but he plays Hop Hopper. Hop, yeah, Hopper. Um, <clears throat> what's his name? I don't know his name. Uh, his name is. Oh my goodness. This is gonna take a while. Anyway, he's been killing it on social media recently. <laughs> there was a girl who said, "You know, will you come and be the be in my." senior portraits with me. And he tweeted her back and said, if you get 20,000 retweets, I'll do it. She did, and then she posted all of her senior pictures with his name is David Harbour. I'm sure all of you oh who are Stranger Things uh, fans have been shouting that at your uh, listening device right now. But David Harbour, so somebody just tweeted him again like asking him to perform their wedding ceremony, 
He said if you get 125,000 retweets and I get to eat the first piece of wedding cake, (laughs) (laughs) then I'll do it. Do you know where they're at now? No, I have no clue. I, I read it a, a couple of couple of days ago. I'm so, gonna go follow yeah, him now. That, That's uh, yeah. So I don't know who if he's just that clever and like that much of a fun fun guy. What's or his name? David. David Harbor, or if he has a publicist that had this flash of a thought. Like he's yeah, he's killing it right now. It's really cool. I feel like that's the only reason why I'd want to be famous, so I can do stuff like that. And like, I'd be going to proms every week, man. <laughs> Balls like and when Tom Hanks shows up for your engagement <laughs> photos, and Barack Obama, you know, stumbles upon your, you know, bar mitzvah. <laughs> it's the best ever. Wouldn't that be so amazing to be yeah. able to like make people's lives just by showing just up, just by being there? Yeah. Me now, they're like. Who's this, who's this guy? Hey, I'm, I'm, putting it, I'm putting this out there now. If anyone wants me in their uh, family portraits, <laughs> senior portraits, uh, perform a wedding ceremony, mm-hmm. or anything of the like, hit me up. Submit okay. your requests. He's uh, no matter if you're watch if you're listening to this I'm years around. in the future, the offer still stands. I'm around. Yep, I'm I'm here. Yeah. Hit me up on... Uh, Just mention promotion code <laughs> January 2018. Okay, so other side hustles is I don't... You know, I'm, I'm just trying to think of, like, random stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The speed, the speed camera, I felt very promising, and I just... I couldn't find any leads anywhere, and uh, that... Uh, so that kind of discouraged me, but... Yeah. Um, Understood. <clears throat> so, um, I... I prepared a little bit of a quiz today. Um, I This is a pop quiz. This dude. is a pop quiz from my friend here, Dante Shepard. Um, I asked Dante um, just to confirm because I didn't quite know what year he graduated high school. And for those of you that are interested in Dante Shepard trivia, the answer is... 2004. 2004. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. My wife's calling. Oh. Hello? Hey, she always uh, wants to be on the podcast. You, you sound like Lily. Ah, you sound like Lily. <laughs> What's up? Oh my gosh, I was just there. No, at Toulouse. Who are you? You're just going by yourself. Hi, Mom. <laughs> you going now? Oh. Okay. I'll call you when I'm done here. And you'll probably be done. Okay. Bye. Do you say I love you every time you talk to your wife on the phone? Probably not. We rarely say it. <laughs> That's probably something you should talk to somebody about. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, this is... Um, okay, so yeah, 2004. 2004, graduated high school. What high school did you go to? Baltimore Polytechnic Institute, That's a.k.a. Like Poly. Poly, yeah. So uh, what I have here is the top 10 singles from okay. Billboard 100's uh, list from 2004. Oh, buddy. All right. So, 
music is a huge thing for high schoolers. Like they define themselves by the music they listen to. Yeah. You're a hip guy. You probably probably were listening like listening out. to all the the top top singles top, that topped the charts back then. So what I want to do is I want to ask you. So I have the top ten songs, <coughs> top ten singles from that year. Can you list three out of the ten top ten singles from Billboard? Okay, so I definitely know the year one. You graduated. I definitely know one. However, this is late 2003, and I think it might have caught in early 2004, too. Yeah. But um, Usher, yeah, was, uh, like, the, the biggest thing. That's number one song yeah. of the year. Number I mean, one single of the year. I yeah, mean, it's no contest. It. Yeah. yeah, Usher featuring? Lil John and Ludacris. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. Um, let's see. We have... Hmm, give me a second. Um, is there a Beyonce one in there? The, no Beyonce songs in this. In the whole top ten? Top ten, no, no Beyonce songs. Uh-huh, um, I'll give you two more guesses. Okay, top ten. You mean like Billboard Hot 100? Like Hot end, 100 end of year, singles. End of year Single, chart. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it'll be end of your senior year, beginning of your freshman year of college. Oh, oh, I feel like uh, is uh, Alicia Keys on that list? Yes. Um, I feel like she had... She had Diary that year, uh, the Diary of Alicia Keys, so... Um, um, how... Uh, no, no, um, you don't know my name? No. She also had My Boo with Usher that year, too. Sorry, the Alicia Keys song that made the the number three spot. If I ain't got you, yeah. All right, last last guess. Any uh, any mm-hmm. final guess, or do you want me to move to round round two here? I'm gonna have to go with that <laughs> siren was the the espresso espresso machine. <laughs> oh my goodness, that freaked me out. Okay. Oh man, I Bye. just had my guess. Oh, okay. Was the uh, was there another one for? Uh, Oh, oh, my goodness, Kanye West. Kanye did not make the list. What? I know, right? 2004? 2004. That's college yeah. dropout, man. You you would think, however, not, not make it. So I'm just going to read down really quick. Yeah, yeah, literally. All right, so you got Usher, he made made the charts twice. Yeah, and? Uh, caught Up? Burn. Or burn? Oh, yeah. I would have I gotten there eventually. Uh, if I Ain't Got You, all right, um, by Alicia Keys. Maroon 5 hit it with... This love. I was gonna say Maroon Five Ooh, before I said yeah. uh, the last one. Outcast, the featuring Sleepy Brown, the way we, the way you move. Mm-hmm. Uh, Huba Stank with the reason. Um, I don't wanna know. Mario Winans featuring Enya and P Diddy. That was my joint. Hey ya, Outcast. That was like <laughs> all over the place. Goodies, Ciara featuring. I was gonna say Ciara. Okay. Darn it. Uh, and Lean <laughs> Back featuring. Terror Squad? You were just, I can't <laughs> believe you mentioned Terror Squad a couple of weeks ago. How weird is that? Yeah. All right, round two. Here you go. All right. All right, here we're going to do uh, some uh, finish the song lyrics of these oh, top ten. Oh, buddy. So we're going to start out with the number one hit, right? You probably already know it. Mm. Yeah, Shorty got down low and said, come get me. Yeah. I got so caught up 
forgot she told me, yeah, her and my girl, they used to be the best of homies, yeah. Next thing I know, she was all up on me screaming, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, <laughs> easy, right? All right. Easy peasy. All right, we're going to move right into Alicia's, Alicia Keys. Give right. it to me. Some people want it all, mm-hmm. but I don't want nothing at all. If I ain't got you, babe. If I ain't got you, baby. Some people want diamond rings. Some just want everything, but everything means nothing if I ain't got you. Man. Come on, Dave. You're killing it. Hit me with it. All right. So I was going to do something from Lean Back by the Terror Squad, but there are too many N-words. And I, can't. <laughs> I just can't. You couldn't set me no, up. No, I, I, <laughs> I couldn't commit that kind of, uh, like, just terror in my life. All right. All right, so this love, this, uh, you ready for this one? Yeah. This love has taken its toll on me. She said goodbye too many times before, and her heart is breaking in front of me. I have no choice because I can't say goodbye anymore. Wow, that was almost word for word. At the that was wrong. really good. That was really good. Yeah. Thanks, Dave. All right. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna hit your weakness right now and go straight to Huba Stank. Uh, I can already tell you I don't know the reason. All right. Mm-hmm. So I've found a reason for me to change who I used to be, <laughs> a reason to start over new. Can you give me a melody? I don't even know that song. <laughs> can you sing it? I don't. No, I can't. That's, I do you know the melody though? I don't even know. I just know the next line. That's like, the next line is the most famous of, of the lines. So, it says, to change who I used to be, a reason to start over new. And the reason is you. Oh, I know that song. You know that one? Yeah. 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 Did Hoobastank do anything? Like, who, first off, who names their group Hoobastank? I think it's a good name. I disagree 100%. <clears throat> <laughs> nice. So that's uh, that's year two thousand four music trivia. I was gonna the brilliance I, of the internet. I was gonna do song lyrics from this, but it's just a random grouping of words. <laughs> Whoever made that. So, so if, if you'd like for your listening pleasure, there's ten hours of that. <laughs> it's a ten hour video. If you want to play it while you sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Ten hours. <laughs> 
Why would somebody do that? Uh, nine and a half? No. <laughs> no, not long at all. Oh, my gosh. Uh, that's really good. It has 65,000 views. <laughs> Oh man! In what? In, <laughs> in what circumstance would it be appropriate to play look all ten the, hours? <laughs> oh my goodness! I think at you some point you gotta look it up. What's the name of that? Uh, it's just all right, all right, all right. I just I, I went to mm. YouTube, put "Hey Y'all Loop," <laughs> because I was aware of the thirty-minute one. Was oh when my I, goodness! But I didn't know there was a ten-hour one. Uh, <sighs> I think eventually your, your face would have to melt. Oh man. It's what they play at Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my gosh. Is. <sighs> That's good. Oh. Uh, you have something here? I was gonna I don't know, we can just see how long it takes, but do you think like do you think everyone pe- do you think people are too sensitive now? I was um You mean like politically correct? Like, the, yeah, the like everything. need to have to say things in just the right way or you'll offend somebody. Yeah, I was talking to my wife about this earlier today. She was, you know, talking about how, like, you can't you can't say anything, you know. Um, and um, <clears throat> I, I do think people are super sensitive now, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's it's not unwarranted. I think that when I think the pendulum has has shifted because. For countless years, uh, groups of people, like, say, women, for example, have been abused, overlooked, marginalized, silenced. Um, like, imagine being a woman even even 50 years ago. You know, like, not even hundreds or thousands. Mm-hmm. Think about just, like, 50 years ago. Um, y- your voice would be so, so much smaller than it is nowadays. The progress is significant. Significant, like exponential. So the, that pendulum has shifted, has shifted now, and rightfully so, so that now everyone is speaking up and using that voice because of how much more power it has. Mm-hmm. And so I think that naturally, when <clears throat> when a certain group of people has been marginalized for so long, when they start having the opportunities to be heard, it may seem like everyone has something to say. Because they do. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's just one area. I mean, you have race, you have, yeah. you know, socioeconomic, everything. So yeah. I, I think that what, what we're experiencing is just the, the natural response that you get um, and the, the backlash of that. And I think that it's going to take a lot of time for it to then equalize and find that balance when, when people not only continually speak, but then when they're heard. So, like, when, because they, there was no sensitivity for so long, now that we're beginning to become sensitive, now there's an oversensitivity, and eventually there's going to be a little bit of a settling. So one thing that I think about this is I, I always wonder whether or not a person can offend you. Like... Do they have the power to offend you, or do you take offense to what they said? And I think there's a difference in that. Like, and it comes in how much power you give the people around you to affect your emotions and uh, sanity and what you think about yourself or what you think about reality. 
a lot of times you're when somebody says something that you don't agree with, I think we can have the choice to not let it offend us because the, that offense is like an emotional reaction, yeah. right? And I think there's too many times you miss learning and you miss listening. Um, you miss learning something new because you choose to get offended. Like you could theoretically hear something from somebody, you don't agree with it, you think it's wrong, you think it's it's even a personal attack. And if you can in that moment not take it personally and stay somewhat objective and not be offended, not let them have the power to offend you, you then can have the like the clarity of mind to have a response or a reaction that's actually engaging, maybe learning something about them or maybe asking a question back to them so that they can learn something about themselves. Mm, But what that, what that takes is a person having, maybe it's the emotional stability or the security in their own identity, um, to where somebody else can be wrong and somebody else can say something that is even aggressive, but you're not letting that determine reality or the, um, like, what's meaningful in that conversation. Yeah, I think, I think the difference for me is, um, you know, I try, to, I try to remain as subjective as possible. Uh, but objective? Objective as possible. <laughs> um, but I think that, for me, the difference is, like, when you go from difference of opinion, which is fine, but until you cross over into just overt, rude, or inappropriate, that's when it, you know, that's, oh, that's when it's a, that, that's when it becomes an issue when you are, you know, b- you know, being careless with your words. See, but I feel like when somebody's that rude and that like, um, that nasty or insensitive, that says so much more about them mm-hmm. than it does about you. Yeah. And uh, I'm saying me personally, I, I'm not easily offended. Um, but when I do encounter that, then I then I leave the situation. You just remove yourself. Right. I if just you, remove if you notice that it's getting under your skin, like they got you. Or, or, or if I know that it's something that I don't agree with that, that harshly and that explicitly, I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't need anything here. Mm-hmm. Because I, I'm so f- focused on not being offended just because I don't like that energy. So... Yeah. So I can already tell how, you know, something could potentially go. And I'm like, oh, well, I don't need this. Well, it's hard to know where that line is, especially online, because you get into, like, internet trolls, right, who say things just to try to get you. Yeah. And that's why I think having discussions about serious things online is rarely productive. I don't do it. Is because they're, they're, it's hard to have that kind of conversation that doesn't bait those internet tro- those trolls of just coming in, just trying to make trouble. I don't use social media to have those type of discussions. I do that in person. Mm-hmm. Um, anything for anyone that knows me, if you are listening to this right now, if you see anything on my social media, none of it. I don't think that. I don't think for me. Mm-hmm. I don't think social media is the platform for me to have that that those type of discussions. Mm-hmm. I think social media is lighthearted, silly fun and that's what I that's what I use it for. Do you, did you make that decision because people are too easily offended? Or because like No, I made that decision well partly, yeah. I made that decision because I don't it's my belief and I could be wrong and that's okay. 
I don't think you're going to accomplish anything. Mm -hmm. I think that, especially online, behind a keyboard, it's so divisive, and people are... People love to type and hate to read and listen, or quote-unquote listen. People on, on social media, people do not listen. Another way of saying that is having a debate or argument online mm-hmm. will, will online will never, ever, ever end with the other person saying, you know what, you're right, thanks. That's <laughs> never going to happen. So why bother? Why right. even engage? It's not the place. Do you think people know how to even have those, those conversations in person? Like, because... I feel like I, a lot of times people could get into that same kind of debate face-to-face, too. It's just happening maybe less and less because we gravitate more toward just since our desire is to speak one, like, one direction and not listen coming mm-hmm. from the other direction. That's an easy outlet to do it online because the other person isn't sitting right in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So... Are people too sensitive right now? Um, I guess I'm trying to think of times where I feel sensitive, and I'm not like I'm not one to feel sensitive. I don't feel way. sensitive. So either. I kind of think everybody's more sensitive than me, which is weird. I'm a very <laughs> sensitive person, yeah. but I don't feel sensitive in that way. Yeah. Um, you know, with, with stuff that goes around, I, I I have a very high threshold for it. Right. And part of that might be, like, my sense of humor and, like, the type of comedy I like. I, you know, it's, like, yeah. extreme. So I think that my just my barometer is very in a, diff- it's in a very much, like, of a different place in the, than most people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the answer, my answer to that is, is everyone too sensitive? I, th- I think the answer is yes, they are. How, however, I don't... Whether you think that's bad or good, it's your opinion... I say, yeah, everyone is oversensitive, and they should be, because that's a natural response to countless years of being silenced. Hmm. When, you, when, when someone is then given the voice, you're going to hear it, and I think hearing it is a good thing. Like I said earlier, I, th- I think it, the natural progression is that it will equal out and begin to, e- you know, begin to find that medium where... Not only are people speaking, but they're being heard. Because that's how you evoke change. And so I think the oversensitivity is just a natural response to people being abused for so long. A real difficult so like, thing. So it's like, what do you expect? Yeah, a real difficult thing is when you get have somebody who is sensitive and they respond. You know, like if you have an open wound and you touch it, it's sensitive, and they say, ouch. Right, mm-hmm. and they flinch and they react. If the other person gets defensive or more aggressive as a response to sensitivity, that even like says a lot about the other person. You know, if sensitivity and uh, overreaction—maybe not, maybe overreaction is a bad word, but uh, or a bad phrase for that—but a significant reaction to something um, says something about one person. An overreaction from the other side, again, that says a lot about them in their insecurities or their um, their lack of a secure identity. You know, yeah. so um, I I think all of us need to be aware of those those kind of react reactions. Yeah, I I, I compare them like to like if you have you know if you if you have your daughter on a swing 
and you know you pull her up this way, and you hold her there. Let's say that side of the of the equation is negativity, abuse, marginalization, and then you let you let the kid go in the swing, and they go all the way to the other side. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's the other that's the other side. That's that's speaking out. That's standing up. That's fighting for rights. And then it'll swing back and forth, back and forth mm-hmm. until it eventually begins to, to equalize and mellow out. And hopefully it equals and mellows out because people are beginning to have mutual respect for each other. You're, yes. Right? You're, you're, the two forces are, me, are meeting. Now, I, I kind of think of, you know, when you're younger and you... That might not be a good analogy because you don't want the negative to keep coming back. But. Well, I think it, it does, right? So you, yeah, you, over, oh, you have a reaction on this side and then there's a swing back to the other side of the other, the other person um, over... Like overreacting on yeah, on that true. side with their own sensitivity, but um, I think about when you're younger and you like are messing around and you go too far and you hit somebody and they they say "ow" and you're like that didn't hurt. Like you tell them that it oh, didn't right. hurt, right. even though like you have no clue mm-hmm. if it hurt or not. And we just need to be aware of when things hurt the people around us. Like, we, sh- we should care about that kind of stuff, um, even if it's not something that would have hurt us. But really, that, that reaching out and just caring for the person next to you and not telling them how they should feel, even if you don't understand it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of, I think it's hard to have that third-party view of your own life you know, where somebody from, where you see yourself and your reactions or where you are from, like, an outsider's point of view to get some perspective. But one thing I was wondering is, like, have you ever, a friend of mine shared this with me a couple weeks ago. Um, what, if you were watching a life, a, a movie of your life, what would you think about the main character and the stage that you're in? Like, like to get that third-party perspective of how you're interacting in this world and this climate and with these interactions. Like, what if your life was a movie and you got a chance to watch it? What would you think about like the main character and the things they're facing or the stage that they're in? Like, yeah. Do you have an answer for yourself? I I've thought about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's an assumption. Rich just said, asked, uh, "Who says who says you're you're the main character of your your own movie?" That's it. I'm I'm assuming that I am. It's Might a little be. bit of that narcissistic. Not uh, even the star of my own movie. Yeah. Right. I think that uh, from a third party view, I would look at this. I would look at this movie and say something like, "Man." The things that this character, that this guy is after, he could probably get to it if he just rearranged how he did things. Yeah. Like you'd have, you'd want to be the, the Mick to the Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, some some sort like of like step uh, in there and be like, 
uh, needs a trainer. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Somebody older and wiser, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, think about the. Like, I would definitely be rooting for the main character. But I would. I think I would believe in the main character more than the main character believes in himself. And, like, I wouldn't see the insecurities as being that big of a deal as the main character does to himself. Like, hey, get over it. Like, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're the superstar. You know, it's that hype-up guy, right? You're the superstar. Like, you've got it all. Just you don't let those things distract you. Don't, uh, don't get bogged down in those things that you think are weaknesses. Like, get it done. I think there would be, like, I'd be primed up for a hype-up talk right about now in my movie, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Then that leads into the training montage. Right. I'm I'm headed up the steps. (laughs) I'm headed up the steps. That's a great question, man. I'm going to think about that some more. And then, uh, and then maybe... Maybe the movie will change. Do you do you talk out loud at movies? Like talk to the characters in the movie as you're watching movie. Like do you yell at the screen ever? No. No. Yeah. I feel like I would yell at my movie screen. <laughs> Maybe just because I I care about this one more than any you know than any other movie that I've ever watched. Hmm. That's really interesting. Yeah. So. Well, let's continue this uh, discussion though. Cool. Continue it offline, online, if you're listening. What would you, uh, how would you view your life story on the screen? If it were a movie, what would you say? What would you think about, what would you think about it? That's good. Okay. Well, good talk, buddy. Thanks for that. Thanks for the pop quiz. I got to think of something for you next time. Awesome. All right, we'll see you guys. Adios. <laughs>